Hi, this is Ira Brick, and I welcome you to another episode of the Western Mass Business Show, where for six years I've been interviewing people that run businesses of all kinds all around Western Mass and the Pioneer Valley, as it's affectionately known. And right now I'm having guests who have already been on the show to just check in on how they're doing now, not necessarily to talk all about the pandemic, but, you know, we are in a special situation, so that might come up. Today, I am glad to have Max Hartshorn, who has a business called Go Nomad. I'll give you five minutes to try to figure out what business that is. But um, basically, he is a travel expert that puts out excellent content on just moving yourself around the planet and enjoying this good earth. So nice to have you here, Max. Good to be with you again, Ira. So from as much as I know you, I can tell right off the bat that you are a... um, enthusiastic traveler. You just talk about it with a certain gusto. And I'm just wondering, did, did this uh, start in early childhood or did you just discover it later on, your love of travel? You know, I, I was lucky to have been a, 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 a kid who got a, got a lot of opportunities to travel. When I was 16, I never forget, I got an opportunity to take a trip to Europe with a group of other kids. And it was one of those times when just, I think this is sort of been the, pro, been the pattern. I've fallen into so many great opportunities in travel. Like for instance, this trip when I was 16, my mother came to me and said, they need one kid to go. They don't have enough kids. They'll sponsor you if you'll go on this eight week trip to Europe. And I sort of had to think about it for a minute. And I had a job in a hay field um, harvesting hay. Uh-huh. And I thought, hay or France? And right. I thought, well, okay. So I decided to go to France and Italy and Greece and Switzerland with a group of kids. And it just, I never forget that feeling of, of exhilaration. And it really is, I am very much like a kid when it comes to travel. Uh, and that has been, you know, this past uh, spring and summer was so hard because so many trips that I would have taken have been canceled. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to some just un, uninterrupted travel. About once every month, I get the opportunity to, to take a trip somewhere and write about it. And I usually have that in my back burner. It's no matter what happens to me now, I've got a trip coming up in a month. Yeah. And so that really is that my father always used to say, life's secret is to have something to look forward to. And uh-huh. I really look forward to that so often. And I'm looking forward to getting back to that schedule again. That's great. Well, I, as I mentioned, just in our brief uh, conversation before we started the show, I was looking at your site this morning and I was just salivating at the idea of going to all these places. I hope that happens soon. But what is what is the traveler's mindset just to cover the Corona issue a little bit now that you are socially isolated right now sitting in a Greenfield mass bento box, as you call it, the phone booth in a shared workspace? How is it to well, not move around that much? I, like I said, I am very lucky that my co-work is open. And I, so every day I get up and go to my office the way that um, I was used to. So that didn't change that much. Our advertising is still robust and we're still uh, talking to customers and talking about future plans. I mean, one of the things that I was really impressed with over during the pandemic, now that, thank God it's in our rear view mirror, but um, we had a client in Italy who was working with us on a campaign project. And what we do is we create articles about destinations to try to help CVBs, um, tourism boards, and brands get their message across. So we work with a whole bunch of different websites. And so we had this program already going with this Italian company in Florence. And, you know, as Florence and Italy were locked down, they kept 
paying our bills and keep going with the concept because, you know, mm -hmm. travel is an investment and, and our travel marketing is an investment. So they just figured, you know, it's going to be over and we're going to want people to come to Florence and we're going to want to get those people to know about us. So they kept going. The same thing, we had a program that we were doing and just concluded it in, at the end of April. Uh, with France and France tourism wanted to promote all these different cities in France. And by God, we kept doing it. You know, I mean, w w travel is about the future and travel is about planning. Travel right. isn't about what you can do today or what you're going to do in an hour. It's about my trip in the, this fall, my trip next summer, my trip in, uh, in, in the winter skiing, you know? And, and I have heard from this somebody that I want to ask you a question about, but this one person who one of their likes is travel. Um, that, and I've heard this before, the planning of a trip is actually more exciting to a person than the actual trip, just the anticipation. You, you're kind of saying that too. Uh, well, I'd say it's a lot of fun to plan the trip and I love it, but I'm actually the kind of person that I go on so many trips that I don't really think that much about the trip until I'm there. Uh -huh. Like I oftentimes don't really read the itinerary that carefully. And a lot of times I don't look at the hotels in advance and like I'll have a like last, um, my last trip I took was um, um, in, in Germany. And, you know, I didn't really read the itinerary that carefully. And I liked the fact that it was a surprise. I ended up in Dresden right. and Leipzig. And I didn't really know what to expect. And it was just like that time I went to this movie, one of my all-time favorite movies called The Lives of Others, a movie about East Germany and the Stasi uh -huh. period. And I walked into the theater knowing absolutely nothing about what the movie was about. And it unfolded to be one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think that sometimes when you read, you go to a place and you haven't done all this research, you just take it. And it's just this wonderful treat. Right. Like, wow, what are we going to do today? And I read the end, you know, tomorrow we're going to do this. We're going to see this right. capsule. You know, we're going to go on this boat. Cool. So I mean, it, that's it, like does, it does feel like that feeling of serendipity would come from somebody that has kind of, uh, gotten used to the the obstacles of travel and is just able to hang loose well you know it, it is true and i i think i'm a dip i'm in a different situation than most travelers because a lot of my trips um, are either conferences where i was sent a ticket and then they could take care of the accommodations and they have an itinerary and they pick you up at the airport uh -huh. or i'm visiting uh, a government like a government wants to promote a part of a like in the case of france they wanted to promote a, some cities so they set up a really nice trip visiting versailles right. france and other places so you so, know people are providing quality for you People are providing quality and there's a good experience and I don't have to worry about um, whether I can do it or whether it's going to be hard to, you know, it, I, I love the adventure though, getting off on your own. It's just, you know, most of the time I'm by myself and a lot of people have a hard time with that. Like, I don't know if I could travel without my husband or without my wife, but I love, my favorite thing in the world is walking through the jetway, the terminal and getting to the jetway and that feeling when you're going down that jetway and you're going in the plane and you're about to take, and then that feeling when the plane starts to take off and you're just about to leave the country and you just, you know, you're going to get up on the other side yeah. of wherever you are. That's the anticipation that I, I really and I have to say you know you you know a lot of places i i've only done one vacation that recommend was recommended by you i don't know if you remember that um it was freezing a couple of winters ago on a thursday and by saturday my wife and i were on the space coast of florida i have been to florida hundreds of times and i've never been to the space coast and it was thrilling and we stayed at an airbnb that was across from where uh, rockets were taking off at kennedy so unfortunately, the one that I was watching at five in the morning was delayed at the last minute. So just to clarify, what is your business? What is Go Nomad? 
Okay. Well, uh, since 2000, Go Nomad has published articles about travel. And so we've got, we've established that we are a place where people send their articles. Like I was telling you before we get on the, the call, uh, somebody sent me an article today about Tasmania, about a mm -hmm. four by four trip in Tasmania. So people from all over the world send in articles. Um, we've been listed so many years on writer's market places. So people know us really well. So we've been able, we've been sort of a repository for unusual articles and destinations. And the way we monetize this is that we will approach a tourism board or a brand, let's say like Allianz Insurance or Enterprise Rent-A-Car or France Tourism. And we will, we will present them with an opportunity, like in the case of France, our big campaign we did last year was they had 29 cities, which they determined to be the top cities of France. And I approached my, I've known the tourism board from France for many years. That's another thing. I mean, I, I know the people because I've taken a lot of trips with them. So I approached them. And I said, look, you know, you've got these 29 cities. You want to promote them really well. Let's work with 10 or 12 other travel websites and create a series of articles so that you can cover every single one of those 29 cities in a major campaign. And the, each of the articles would link to each of the other articles. And there's a, you know, a lot of cross promotion, a lot of social media promotion, email promotion, some display advertising. We do a lot with display advertising on our site. So essentially we're an advertising supported site and our primary goal and our primary um, work is to help uh, tourism boards promote their destinations yeah. by creating content for them. So to say, to say the obvious, the actual traveler is not your end user. Well, my end user is the traveler in terms of them reading our articles, yeah, re enjoying reading, our newsletter. Yeah. But your and customer, without, let's say. Yeah, your our customers, customers are different, but I mean, without yeah. having an audience, we don't have anything to sell the customer. So that right. the audience are the people that open up our newsletter every day. Like we send the newsletter out every day with our news story. We publish uh -huh. a story every day. Well, I'm really proud of that. During Even in, during the last when we had the pandemic last, uh, last season, we published a story every day. Yeah. So we never stopped publishing. We never stopped providing people with opportunities to read about travel. We did a whole bunch of stuff about the COVID when it was happening, but we also focused on destinations. And right. we like to, the, we're proud of the fact that we just keep publishing stories. Nobody in the Valley, nobody in the state I know of publishes as many articles as we do about a, to a topic yeah. like this. And it makes yeah. me really proud, you know, that yeah. nobody does what I no, do. It's, it's a very nicely done person in the whole country. You know? And it's, and it's not through the eyes of a, I mean, I like Rick Steves, you know, Frommers, I've Lonely Planet, but how do you differentiate from all of those? Where do you fall on that spectrum of uh, expertise? Yeah, I think that ours is the diversity of the topics. I mean, the diversity of the places that we cover. We actually stress um, unusual, weird places that maybe you might have to sit down and say, well, these are just armchair destinations. Mm -hmm. For instance, I have a story that's coming out about a friend of mine named Max Max Johnson, a cool guy. I met him up in Canada and he, um, he got an ambulance and he drove an ambulance to uh, Africa from France. And he was a charity. He wanted to give this ambulance to Sierra Leone. So he donated this ambulance and his trip through Mauritania and Sierra Leone and um, Senegal is just remarkable. And so those are the kind of things that we like. The idea that we'll write about a place like Dagestan, part of Russia, Ossetia, another part of Russia, Siberia, you know, islands that you've never heard of, places like Missouri and, and places like Arkansas that are just cool places. I went to Arkansas last uh, with Paul Shule from Northampton. I know. You know. So there's opportunities to just share so many places that may not be on the radar. And I think Rick is more of a Europe guy. Uh, and, you know, he's a Europe, that's his specialty. And so we're all around the whole world. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, this show goes very fast. Every guest tells me that it zips by. We're finished with part one. Please stay tuned through our few uh, sponsors, two minutes or so, and we'll be back with my guest, Max Hartshorn of Go Nomad Travel. And uh, this is the Western Mass Business Show. Stay tuned. Hi, we're back. Um, Ira Brick, this is the Western Mass Business Show, and my guest today is Max Hartshorn. He has a company based in South Deerfield, uh, Go Nomad. You've had that for almost 20 years. And so let me just start with, <clears throat> there's a certain Swiss philosopher that I like, Alain de Baton, uh, runs the School of Life, and he has one book that I definitely have to lend you called How to Travel. And he makes the point that the word exotic only means that that you're not used to. And I realized for me, the number of times that I've been to the Midwest, not a place that people think of it as exotic, just going to Midwest industrial cities and just walking around, you know, uh, that's, that's exciting for me. Just talk about your theory of what makes an exciting place because it's different than you're used to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I love the unheralded places. I like the places that are like, why would you go there? Like, for instance, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh -huh. Paul Shul and I went there in December last year, and we had such a remarkable trip. We met the neatest people. We, we heard music. We couldn't believe how good it was. The, the, we went to the Clinton Library. We went and met a guy who was a TV star out in Arkansas. The people were so friendly and so open. And the bottom line is that they work a lot harder in a place like Little Rock, Arkansas, to be special than they do in New York City, which is blah, blah, yeah, it's New York, hey, forget about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I like the idea of these cities. I'd love to go to, for instance, I'd love to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Always heard about Ann Arbor. It's like a giant Amherst. Zingerman's love, Deli, I would recommend there. I, I've heard a lot about Ann Arbor. I went to Traverse City, Michigan, which I love, which is on the lake. Um, I'd love to go to... Um, Dakotas. I'd love to go to North Dakota. I'd love mm -hmm. to see what it's like in Bismarck. I would go to Fairbanks, Alaska. I really would. I just love the places that, you know, show me how good they are. And they really do show you how good they are. They're, they're unheralded. They're not full of themselves. And they're a lot more open. And I think some of the cities in the United States are remarkable how well they're doing. And I think there's less fear of missing out because like, oh, what if I don't see every picture in the Louvre? You know, these people that run through museums with uh, those sticks with their phones on it and they're not even looking. They're just photo they're just filming it to go home and watch it. Yeah, I mean, there's a good example, for instance, in Arkansas, there's a museum called the um, Crystal River, uh, Crystal Bridges Museum. It's got five hundred million dollars worth of art because it was founded by Alice Walton the mm. richest woman in America. Mm -hmm. And it's got, the Crystal Bridges Museum is an extraordinary museum in Bentonville, Arkansas. I mean, who knew about that, you know? There are some amazing things happening and by God, we want to see them or write about. So do you think that you are more credible as an uh, expert source because you are selling to people, you're not selling to the traveler, you have no uh, motivation to just rip off the individual traveler. You're just, you're being, you're getting paid to show interesting places. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're lucky because, you know, essentially in our business, like many publishing businesses, it's all about page views and it's about people looking at our advertising. So you don't have to click on anything, just visit the site. And if you look at the advertising and we, and we get you by getting an interesting story in your email box, or if we post something on social media, like Twitter that you enjoy, you want to click through to it. Um, our advertisers are paying for that. So just like on TV, you know, you don't have to worry about buying the products because the advertising 
is paying for those products. In our case, the advertisers are the tourism boards and the brands, and then the consumer are just the people that we hope to thrill. And we also, you know, a lot of times, Ira, some of the listeners may be interested if they've taken some trips and you want to share something with some people, we can create a beautiful travel story about your experiences. And we work with novices all the time, people who aren't experienced. We also have a really robust program with UMass. We have internships for UMass. Hmm. And in, in during the way back when the pandemic was happening, we were meeting with our interns every week for virtually. Um, in uh, May, we started new interns starting up. And Would so they be like in hospitality? Them. Uh, they're mostly journalism students, oh, English uh -huh. students, communications. Oh, they right, want to be writers. Writing. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and we teach them how to write. My, um, when I do speaking presentations, I do a lot of uh, speaking presentations to travel writing groups. And when I do that, it's all about the techniques of writing, how to do a better, be a better writer, better uh -huh. reporter, how to be a better interviewer. And these interns have gone on to great jobs. A lot of them have said, you know, yeah. thank God I got that internship because I got this job writing. And That's I wouldn't great. have gotten that job writing if I just stuck with my Shakespeare or my, my well, comparative literature. You know, the it bottom makes, line it makes the topic more interesting if you're exploring the planet. Um, exactly. So let me just ask you, I think the secret to vacationing for me is low expectations. I don't expect much. It's not a city that I need to be concerned with that. If it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium kind of thing. Is, is there a headspace that you would say is, works for you? Or do you agree with my idea of just lower your expectations? I don't really live my life that way, Ira. I don't lower my expectations ever. I always raise my expectations and hope for the best. Um, I think that I don't settle. You know, I travel to fantastic places and I try constantly to see new things and experience new things. I think one of the things to avoid is counting countries. I get into that a lot with some of my colleagues, you know, some of these, these big braggers, oh, 100, I'm 125 man, you know, I'm 150 man. I mean, for God's sake, you know, you go on a cruise ship, you can hit seven countries in one damn day or, you know, one week, but who cares? You know, if you went on a cruise ship and you got off the ship in Corsica once, you didn't go to Corsica. You took a friggin' excursion off a cruise ship. Yeah. So I'm not impressed with the count, the country counters. Um, I don't do that myself. I, I just like to think of like where I want to go and what unique places. I'm, I'd rather be somebody that say I've been to Greenland than somebody who can brag about all the Caribbean islands he's been to. Mm -hmm. I'd rather focus on Siberia, Greenland, or, right. or Kirtusk or some crazy part of India, you know? Well, I have to say I traveled uh, years ago with my son through Turkey and my favorite memory, I loved all the ruins and, you know, all the cities, but my favorite thing was meeting up with this carpet store guy and his girlfriend and just sitting outside um, having meals with them every so often. We just became like best friends and he cooked his Turkish dinners and th that's my main great memory of Turkey. I love Turkey. I was there last last uh, winter. I skied in Turkey. What a great destination. And it's true. The people are so friendly and so sweet and so open and they, they just want to know you. And yeah, if you want to buy a carpet, that's great too. Uh-huh. So let me just ask you, you also have a blog called Read Upon It. And just can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, I'm really proud of Read Up On It. Read Up On Read It up has on been it. around. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's been published since 2004. And there's about 4,000 uh, blog posts on that blog. And I get great joy out of having a blog that has been active for that many years. And it's contribute every week I publish something on it. I've been publishing some things about when back in May, I was publishing articles about what it was like during the COVID and what, how I was experiencing it. Whenever I take a trip, I always post a lot of things on the blog. And so what's really cool is that if you ask me any year, any month of any year between now 
back to 2004, I can tell you right where I was and what I was doing. And uh, it was so fun to like, I just, my most recent post was about Memorial Day. And it, I was talking about what I did for the past 10 years, every Memorial Day. And being able to have a blog gives you that. I read that this morning. That. Very you interesting. Saw that. Yeah. yeah. I get a big kick out of that, having that record of my life, you know. Uh-huh. So let me just ask you, I have traveled with a number of people and it's always a challenge. You might've figured this one out too, of like, how are we going to have the vacation that checks off my boxes and my wife's boxes? It's very different criteria. We enjoy traveling. Um, but like, what are your hints on figuring out the right way to travel with other people? Uh, that's a good question. It is really hard. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, you should be willing and open to having your partner travel with the same sex that's a really big thing now girls uh, girls girls getaways you know men's getaways i i often travel with one of my good buddies my friend named jack mm -hmm. yep. always that you have to go with your wife maybe there are places that'd be great to go as a couple if you both want to go but be open to like you and your buddy might want to go somewhere or her and her friend or her and her daughter intergenerational i took my grandkids to california last year and that was really fun so i don't think it always has to be the standard couple because yeah. sometimes it is hard to get along uh but other times like we went to newfoundland last summer i took my girlfriend to newfoundland and we, she just loved it you know i mean we both had that we both love the same kind of thing seafood ocean you know scenery history so you know maybe it starts right out of the bat to be compatible mm -hmm. but i do think that you should be open to the same sex trips or the grandfather right. granddaughter to grandson trips um i just you know i i've never gone anywhere with my i went somewhere with my son once but i think you mentioned that you, you probably have a great me memory of that turkey trip because you were with your son yeah my, one of my most, the favorite trip I think I've ever taken in my whole life was I took my parents to Italy. Mm -hmm. I rented a house with my girlfriend at the time and we rented a beautiful big house in Italy and I had just started the website. I had some money and my dad had helped me um, get started. So I rented the house. I bought him a ticket and I bought mom a ticket and we said, we're taking you guys to Italy and to see him in that village walking with me and, and to be able to see my mom in the market. That was just one of the best thing I ever did. And I mm -hmm. never regret that in my life. I, if you can take your parents on a trip, it's fantastic. That's great. Uh, too late for me, but <laughs> sounds great. Um, let me just ask you since the pandemic started mid March and we're taping this in late May, I have probably not eaten in restaurants 120 times. I'm never going to get those 120 meals back. And, and that's fine. I've lost 20 pounds. But is yours a pent-up industry? Are people going to suddenly start traveling more because they've been in their house so long? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't tell you how, how pent-up it is. I mean, there's already major talk. Uh, now, let's just say we're, it's in May now. So we're already talking to cruise ships. I mean, you know, a lot of my friends say, I would never set foot on a cruise ship no matter what. And yet the cruise, the number of people that are booking cruises in August is huge. Mm -hmm. There is a, a pent up demand like you wouldn't believe. For instance, all the trips that I was supposed to take, I had a trip to Sicily planned for a conference. I had a trip to Mexico planned for a conference. And I had another speaking engagement in another country. All of those are going to be rescheduled. So those are all going to happen. There's a huge pent up demand. People really love travel and travel is cheap and travel is working for people. So I don't think that there's any doubt. Ira, it's going to be a fantastic thing. It's going to be different. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a little more hands-on, a little less hands-on, but I think the pent up desire to travel is very strong. And I would totally think that we're going to see when this airs, we're going to have full planes. Uh-huh. 
That's great. Well, I hear the planes are full already. There's just so many fewer planes. But so in the, in the very little time we have remaining, like in 20 seconds, you want to just give your information if somebody wants to reach out to you, whether they are your end user or your customer? Yeah, I just encourage anybody who's, who's thinking about a trip to go to visit gonomad.com and, and type in the destination where you want to read about. We have five, six, five or 6,000 articles. I'm sure we have something about where you want to go. And if you'd like to have a little daily hit every day and get an email with a new travel article in it every day, sign up for our daily email news, which is just one little article and one little blast to give you inspiration. That's great. I have to say, I'm after this, I'm heading off to a place that you recommended that's only 50 minutes from here. So it's not just uh, around the planet. So thank you so much, Max. It was a pleasure to have you. This is Ira Brick, the Western Mass Business Show. We have 250 plus episodes at whmp.com, interviews with Western Mass business owners. Thank you so much for listening. That's great, Ira. Thanks very much.